Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for lending me those ears. Today, I want to talk about name that problem. Yeah, you know, back in the day, back in the day, you'll have to look at this, uh, search out for this on YouTube. But there was a game, a game show called Name That Tune. Name that tune. That was the, that was the game show, right? And the way it worked was there were two people who were competing, right? And the host will describe a song. Will tell you that here's the song. Wouldn't give the person uh, the name of the song, obviously. The contestants. They just said here's the song. It was written in this year. It was used on this album, and, or it appeared on this Broadway show. It would just give a description of the song. Now, the two people then had to compete on who can name the song with minimal notes. In other words, they would say, I can name that tune in seven notes. So that means they would play seven notes and the person could actually predict it, right? Now, the other person could challenge that, goes, you know what? I don't need seven. I could do it in six. And the other person would say, no, I don't need six. I need five. I need three. I need two. Believe it or not, there's some people who actually went down to one note. And so when the other person said, okay, you go ahead and answer it, they go, okay, name that tune. So for example, it starts out with name that tune. I should... Person A says, I can name that in seven notes. And the other person says, I can name that tune in six notes. And the other person says, I can name that tune in three notes. The other person would say, mm, go ahead, name that tune. And now, if they didn't name the tune right, they would lose points on that, obviously. What's always fascinating about the show is, first of all, it was always fascinating when people could actually get on one or two notes. And you know what? I should include a, a sample. In fact, I'm doing that right now. I'm going to, here's a sample of Name That Tune, a show that was very popular in the 70s. Good luck, and I hope you both remember tunes very well because it's time to play bid a note, and here's how it works. I'll read clues to well-known tunes, then you'll bid against each other as to how few notes it'll take you to name that tune. The first player to score three tunes wins 20 points and a great prize. In this case, you need it to tie it up. Uh, Wash, here is your first clue. Introduced as the title tune of a 30s Broadway musical, this tune later appeared in the film Young Frankenstein and was revived in 1984. You won the last round, so you start. Sandy? Wash, I can name that tune in six notes. Sandy? Mm. I can name that tune in four notes. Wash, I can name that tune in three notes. Sandy? Name that tune. All right, Sandy, you get a chance to name the tune. Here's your clue once again. Introduced as the title tune of a 30s Broadway musical, this tune later appeared in the film Young Frankenstein and was revived in 1984. Listen carefully. Here are your three notes. Sandy? The farmer the Oh, I'm sorry. Putting on the wrist. Putting on the wrist. Fred is there. Did it in the movie Blue Skies. 1984 was recorded by Taco. You got it. You scored a point. Nice going. Now, now that you know how it works, you're probably saying, well, Victor, what does this have to do with Sully? Where are you going with this? Well, listen carefully because I'm going to tie this in. When I thought about Name That Tune, really when you, when, you, when you think about it, the more notes I have, the more likely I am to be able to name that tune. Logical, right? So in other words, the more notes I have, the higher the probability of success of me guessing that tune.
And that made me think about when we talk to clients, one of the things we need to do, discipline ourselves to do, and I've talked about this many times in many of my past podcasts, is that we need to ask a lot of questions. But now I want to give you a different frame of reference here. Imagine trying to name, and not a tune, but you're trying to name the customer's problems or real issue. Now, how would you like to identify that problem or issue with one note? Probably not possible, right? So think of a note as asking a great question. So let me reframe it. Imagine talking to the customer, and then you ask the customer one question, and then the customer says to you, all right, name my problem. It'll be very hard, right? Now, if you ask two questions, the customer can say, well, name my problem. You say, that's, that's still not enough. What I'm trying to highlight here is that the more questions we ask, the more likely we're able to guess identify, understand the customer's issue. So this is kind of a fun way to think about it. When you're trying to name a tune, you need as many notes as possible to try to really guess the right tune. And if you guess wrong, eh, you lose. In business, if you guess wrong, eh, you lose. The customer goes, you don't understand my business, which is why you should ask a lot of questions. Each question gets you another note that you could use to identify the customer's problem tune. So think about it this way, that the more questions we ask, the more we dig deeper, the more we get a full understanding of what the problem tune is, if I can use that analogy, for the customer. This is important. Now, there's three types of questions I typically like to ask, and I'm going to ask you to do the same. Be patient. Ask these questions. The first is what I, I by the way, I'm going to use the acronym FIT, F-I-T. The first one is, Always be good at asking follow-up questions. Now, a follow-up question is simply as you've asked the first question, they gave you an answer, but you can say something, can you tell me more about that? What did you do in that situation? When you decided to do this, what did you do? How did you, you know, correct that? These are follow-up questions. So become good at asking follow-up questions. Number two, I, impact questions. Again, how, Mr. Customer, is not having this service, this software, or this product gonna impact your business? How is that impacting your close rates? How is that impacting your sales cycle? How is that impacting your cost, your revenue, your, your market share? You start asking impact questions to really understand what's going on. And the last one, it's a very interesting one, not a lot of people talk about this one, it's a trade-off question. A trade-off question is, Mr. Customer, if you had to choose between this or that, what would that be? And then why? That would be the follow-up questions. But the trade-off is, if you had a trade-off between doing this versus doing that, you know, where would you put your emphasis? If you had to spend your budget money on this product or that product, where are you more likely to want to spend it for it to have the maximum impact? So again, always ask a follow-up question. Always ask those impact questions. Impact questions are great. And then trade-off questions, that's moving towards the close. Because once you start asking about trade-offs, you're really asking the customer for subtle micro-commitments. Like if you could choose between these two products, Mr. Customer, which one are you more likely to go with or which one would your team be more likely to adopt quicker? These are trade-off questions, right? So these are great questions to ask. But my big point here, much like name that tune, you need to name that problem. And the only way to name that problem is to have as many notes as you can 
at your repertoire, in other words, part of your understanding, so you can actually identify the correct problem. If you only ask one question, that's almost like having only one note for one tune. Very hard to identify the actual song. But if you have multiple notes, notes, you've asked multiple questions, and the more you gather, the more you're able to identify that problem tune. And that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. I know this was different. Would love to hear your feedback on this one. Let me know what you think. iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora. Leave me some feedback. Always love to hear from you. And after you do that, again, check out the Sales Velocity Academy. We're super excited because we've got some great new courses that we're putting up there. And if you're not a member, why not? Also, check out our master classes happening once a month. If you really want to sell more faster, go to salesvelocityacademy.com. And on that note, this is Victor Antonio always reminding you that selling ain't hard when you can name that problem tune. And you know how. Take care.